Hi! Welcome to Saboteurs, our movie podcast. I'm MJ. I'm Anjo. I'm Misha. And today, I'm so excited for our topic. I've been waiting for this for so long! Dun dun dun! What is it? Say it. Say it. Say it. We're talking about crime uh-huh. movies yeah! and serial killers. Yeah! <laughs> Why are we yes! so excited for mass murderers? But we're I not just limited know. to movies, right? But docus documentaries and docus series. Hey, the bloodier the better. Oh my god, this is not gonna the end well. The more gruesome the better. <laughs> this is not gonna end well. This is yes. not. Yeah, so um there has been a lot, uh, an abundance of true crime documentaries and movies, especially on Netflix. And, you know, mm-hmm. people were bored in lockdown watching a lot of this. Well, to be fair, people were have been interested in this even before the whole pandemic and people were stuck at home. But still, it's like always a subject of fascination to mm-hmm. people like terrible people like us. <laughs> Are know, we just people, terrible that we're so... No, but I don't think things. so, but people have this fascination with, you know, mystery, crime, mystery, you know, I, mysteries, conspiracies and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people I, always I want guess. to know what the truth is, I guess. <laughs> but I, I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. Is it? Do you think that, like, true crime is so popular, especially when it comes to murders and stuff? Because... We just can't imagine those things happening to us, or we can't imagine ourselves doing that sort of thing. Or do we like watching them because we could imagine ourselves doing those things? Not. I am the. I'm the nice one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I clearly do not watch these things because I can imagine myself doing no. these things. Not no. doing these. It's more of like for me, I am fascinated, and it's it's just so outrageous that I cannot imagine these things happening to me. But at the same time, it makes me feel prepared if prepared. something does end no, up like, happening to me. If you know, oh, I know what to do if somebody's like chasing me down with a chainsaw. I know what to do if like. <laughs> That's not true crime. Yeah. That's a slasher flick. <laughs> Hey, you never know. Valid, there have you know? been murders. There yeah. have been murders based, like that. Based on the documentaries I've seen, the chainsaw comes been, after the kill. There have been. <laughs> there have been. I'm telling you, I've watched enough of this shit. Yeah, well, I'm, okay, I'm not surprised. Can I, can I just yeah, say, but, but, though, but, like, 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 you know, if there's going to be a chainsaw killer chasing you, I'm pretty sure we can all agree not to run away in a straight line. Don't go checking out the basement by yourself. Never ever split up. You know, if there's a scary house where somebody died, leave it Do be. Do not move go on. In. Don't go in. <laughs> you know those, those slasher flicks where everybody says, "Stay here, I'll be back," and then they just you know what's going to happen. They're never gonna come back. Uh uh-uh. uh uh. Uh-uh. But anyway, but, but in this well, case, at least people aren't stupid. They yeah. the victims aren't stupid. They usually oh, yeah. are just like. Victims. At the wrong place at the wrong time or messed yeah. with the wrong people or caught the attention. Not really messed with, but like caught the attention of the wrong people. Yeah. So that makes it scary too. Yeah. But yeah, it's just so fascinating. A part of it is also like these serial killers. It's so interesting to see what yeah. they're thinking. I, yes. Yeah, know what it's, they're it's, thinking, their mind, their process. Just know how fucked so up they are like, in the head. It's, 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 it's so it's, fascinating. That, that, that resonates with me because… More, it's 
you know, my, my reason for, for, for watching these things or what interests me the most is, you know, seeing how these people tick, you know, like trying to understand what, what goes into their brain, how they process things, like, you know, what traumas did they have to endure mm-hmm. that they might actually act out on other people, you know? Yeah, also, what like, shaped you, them to be this, these horrible monsters they are now, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. That's, that's the main fascinating part for me when it comes to like the serial killers themselves. I saw something that somebody said, like, how come we don't have any serial killers in the third world context? And um, basically, the, the the TLDR answer was that because, you know, those are white people problems. <laughs> you know, we don't yeah. have the time to sit around planning our murders when, you know, every day is basically a struggle to survive for a lot of people. So they don't That's have time true. to plan out where to hide 36 bodies across I've, the metro. I've heard that. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. that I've, I've been into a discussion. The, the only it, one I can't even remember is like smaller and smaller circles. Hmm. I haven't seen the movie of that. Mm-mm. Yeah. It was pretty and you decent. Know, and you know, um, I think in third world countries where crime is not regulated as well as, you know, more developed countries. What the hell is regulated crime? I mean, like, you know, the, the law or the law enforcement seem, seem to do a better job solving these things rather oh. than in third world countries, priorities tend to change. Is it wrong right. that I have had a conversation with someone about what is an <laughs> what is a crime that is probably easiest to get away with here in our context? Jaywalking. <laughs> no, I mean like one of the big crimes. <laughs> I'm <Theft>. terrible. <laughs> I can't believe I've had this conversation with someone. What kind of theft, Anjo? <sighs> Basta. It's a very general broad that, No, term. I meant… Okay. Theft. No, I mean in, in the context of killing people. That's uh, a very specific specific kind of crime that you want to get away with. No, I no, I'm just I'm just <laughs> saying I've had a conversation with someone that like in our context what would be the easiest way. But that's another story. I'm not going to share. <laughs> I don't want to give people ideas, but yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why I brought that up. I'm slightly <laughs> afraid now. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Anyway, thank you for uh, listening to Subo Tours. <laughs> The okay, self-incriminating just, podcast. I know. What, what the hell? No, it just it just says that how much I've I've watched these things and thought about them. But anyway, I'm not gonna do them. Obviously, uh, obviously, obviously, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> anyway, Andrew, I think this is the definition of premeditated. Yeah. <laughs> she was, you know, the process of elimination was brought up, Kanina. <laughs> I know. Is she looking Ooh. for tips? Or no, 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 no. This is her alibi. I forgot what the I forgot what this precedent is called, but this is her alibi. The fact that she mentioned it in public, there's no way that she's gonna go through with it. So when it does happen, she can have she can be proven innocent. <sighs> I'm still scared. Oh my goodness. But to be fair, she is awesome at murdering people in Call of Duty. Hey, That's that true. is pure skill. There is no premeditation. What the involved. hell? Like, I'm going to have like three to six kills a piece. You'll have like 12. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Add me on COD. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Yeah, wait, my, okay. my teammates are horrible. <laughs> Give us some good true crime titles to look up. Okay. What, what do you okay, guys I recommend? I saved you several times last night. <laughs> Okay, back to the podcast. Let's let's stop. <laughs> let's stop putting in me in the hot seat. <laughs> it's okay. We're not a judge. 
<laughs> okay, moving on. Or we're rather, not, going we're not back. not jury, but we know who's the actually who the executioner is, though. <laughs> okay, great. Um, what what are some true crime things that you watched, and then let's go on to your favorite topic of serial killers. After that, true. Um, I do enjoy serial killer documentaries. Yeah, same here. I enjoy those more than biopics, such as. Uh, don't fuck with cats. That was messed up. That was super messed up. Probably the most fucked up. Good lord. That was that that documentary showed me the power of social media. You know, because it was it was thanks to this ragtag group of bums. (laughs) Let's go with armchair (laughs) detectives. Let's not call them bums. (laughs) Okay. It was because of this true crime enthusiasts. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. Social media <laughs> let me, stalkers. Let me re- <laughs> let me rephrase that. You know, it, it showed me how you know this this ragtag group of true crime enthusiasts <laughs> who constantly are on Facebook solve a crime or help law enforcement in Canada solve a crime. Mm-hmm. It's seriously murder. Yeah, but like the murders themselves actually were so fucked up. I get captured on video and shit. Oh, yeah. Like that's ugh. so. Yeah, for, and what he did, it was so fucking nasty. So like for anyone who doesn't know, don't fuck with cats is about this guy who was doing all sorts of crazy things to get noticed, trying to pretend he was some kind of an influencer, seducing people, and just murdering and. Basically, the cops just let him let him be. The 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 regular folks they just let him be, no matter what crazy horrible things he was posting. Until he broke apparently an unwritten rule of the internet, which is you don't, don't fuck with fuck cats. with cats. <laughs> hey, I own cats, and you really don't fuck. That's with because cats. he killed a cat and he documented it and he posted it. No, even the way he killed the cat was you know it was so sick how he did it. Then he yeah, dude. Did he have? These two kittens, and then he put them in a plastic bag, and to and he vacuumed all the air uh-huh. out. That was sick. That was like what? That that was just I think the first video, and then he gets another kitten and feeds it to a python or something. Yeah. Oh my god, I couldn't. And he I records couldn't. everything and posts it on the internet. Right. So what? This is your bums. This was did. when Facebook was. <laughs> <in> its- <laughs> what your bums did was they like looked at all the. They did everything that people in an office do whenever there's a new hire. They stalk the hell out of him online. It's like what Misha did about someone. No, no. We're cutting Never that mind. out. We're cutting that out. Hey, if we're cutting that out, we're cutting my whole serial killer conversation. <laughs> but okay? that was no, awesome. But that, that was fun. That was no. gold. If you're cutting that out, you're cutting mine out too. So if you're not oh. cutting this out, we're keeping that Misha fine, online we're keeping that in. Okay, fine. Okay. Okay, we're back there. I'm going to answer it. Look, I had my reasons for stalking that dude. I don't want to talk about it. We're moving on. <laughs> reasons. But if- Look, Anjo didn't try and stop me. You were working. You have an excuse. Anjo didn't uh- try and stop me. Process of elimination. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm an accessory to the fa- crime. Oh, wow, wow. Uh, don't- <laughs> We are going to jail after this. No, we we cannot be character witnesses for each other (laughs) at all. That's gonna be laglagan. Okay, laglagan fest. Um, Mm -hmm. you're you're saying? Yeah. Anyway, back to don't fuck with cats. It escalates to people, so that's how it gets really bad. So it was horrible. This guy, you know, he what what was his excuse? Like he just wanted to be loved or something? He wanted to be famous. He wanted attention. Yeah. He, he was, was a fame, fame whore. He he claimed to have been uh, 
harassed by people because he made up this rumor that he was uh, supposedly the boyfriend of a, the first ever Canadian serial killer <laughs> or something. And he was getting harassed. And so he, he went to the, this, this, this news publisher to complain and to voice out his, you know, his, um, his anger or his discomfort in this, you know? <laughs> it was just weird. Like to go to, to go to to lengths like you know trying to defame yourself and creating these weird these I like weird that he created stories. a whole bunch of fake profiles to give himself fake likes yeah that, <laughs> loser that, I was like loser. what the hell that desperate troll wait he did he was no he wasn't cuz he apparently auditioned to be in like this model search show in oh, Canada right. right wasn't he rejected or something I think he was. he didn't make the final cut right right, think, right right if I remember correctly I have to see that again God. you but sure anyway, you want to see that again you I sure? mean it was, it, it was interesting how they solved the crime I mean like yeah. you use Facebook you go through all the details you search all these profiles how much time did you guys have on your hands I'm so amused also how they used Google Maps mm-hmm. yeah, like, to they map did. out the places and everything it's like whoa and even yeah. like down to the details of what's in his room, what products were these, mm-hmm. and where 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 could he have gotten them, and who could have bought this? Like, damn, <laughs> it's like you know, it's, it's that definition of like, well, people have way too much time on their like, hands. But this the, is in this is a good thing about that. That wasn't that wasn't that thing the one about purchases about that vacuum cleaner that they had to find out where it was made, where it was available, and they narrowed it down to where. You know, to the guy who actually bought it, or at least yeah, and and even down to like what's in his room, like how are the plugs in his? Oh, what country is this? You know, what cigarettes he smoked, and where were those specific Marlboros sold? Again, <laughs> basic social media stalking. <laughs> basic. <laughs> so I yeah, heard. I'll take, it, I'll take it from the expert. He said. So I heard. Basic. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, another interesting docu series. The well, a lot of them are on Netflix. So, um, abducted in plain sight was. Oh, that was that was oh, messed up. That, that was so bad. That was What is wrong with that, her? That docu series <laughs> was like what the fuck the whole time. Like how how could you have how could you let this happen? It's uh, yeah. I it it did <sighs> open up to a lot of people blaming the family of the victim, but at the same time, it's like, dude, common sense. I know. Uh, explain it. We to don't want to like. We don't want a victim blame, but like. <laughs> It's hard not to if you've actually seen the docuseries. What's yeah. it about? It, it's I not mean, nice victim blaming, but then you really have this reaction. Or it's not really victim blaming. You maybe can see like the lack of parental instinct in What's this it case. About? It's yeah. about this um, pedophile who gets yeah. close to a family. To his neighbors and everything, so he comes over a lot. They befri- he befriends the family. He gets close to the little girls, and yes. a lot of things unfold for them to already not trust him. Like, oh, I'm gonna take your daughter out. We're gonna go for a ride. Isn't that sketch? It's just like one up. daughter. Like he grooms the whole freaking family. <laughs> exactly, and, and it also goes down to like him. Um, yeah. Doing stuff to the parents too, but <laughs> I'm not gonna give too much details. But it's so fucked up, it and you is. know how it's so fucked up. It starts with 
it starts really poetic, like artsy shots of fields and like uh, a woman's dress and whatnot. It starts off with a narration of like, it seems so romantic, like uh, something, I don't know the quotes anymore exactly, but it's like something about how beautiful this woman is, how he loves her. And then the last shot is the shot of a little girl, which makes you feel like, oh, that that reveal that he's talking about this little girl is ah no. Parang balik. Sobrang balik. So palang start palang it sets the tone of how bad it unfolds eventually. It's like ah oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh my so, goodness. And, and another crime documentary series that I liked also was you know, American true American American crime story. The one about the dad who killed both his children, who killed both his children and his wife. Oh, is this the one with the social media? The, Which one the is social that? media influencer, the lady? No, no, no. Are uh, you talking about Unsolved Mysteries? No, I, I oh, that's a cool one too. But those are like no, I, lots no, of no. different it, ones. It's a, it's a, no. This, it's a documentary about this, this guy who murders his wife first and then his two children afterwards. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that what was, I was saying. I, the, the, way, woman's, the woman's, isn't the girl a famous Facebook person. No, no, she wasn't a Facebook person, but she was into those networking type. Yung ano, anyan open minded kabat type. <laughs> multi level marketing. Yeah, there she's a multi level marketing. Pyramid scheme, motherfucker. Uh, and, I don't know. She was, she was that. And she was like, you know, one of the top uh, sellers, you call them? Mm-hmm. Top performers. Anyway, um, and the, the way they presented this whole thing was they, they shot it with actual footage of cops interviewing. They show actual messages. There's no narration at all. The conversations Ugh, you would scary. hear were, were from news footage, from the from um, police body cams. So it really painted the whole picture by using those footage, that footage, those footages. Listen, can you imagine stitching, to get, stitching up a documentary with no narration? You just use whatever is available to you. And let that tell the whole story. That's why it was so different from, mm. from other other documentaries. Yeah, execution-wise, I guess. Yeah. Did, but you, it, guys, cool. did you watch um, The Keepers? Oh man, that's another one. That was insane. That's the oh, one with the, the nun so who went angry. missing. Yes. Yeah. Because she was going to blow the whistle on… Basically, the school was like a house of horrors. Where everybody was in on it, like the priests were raping children, and the nuns were enabling, and the, even the nuns were getting in on it, and ugh, that was so messed up. <sighs> that got me so angry at organized religion. <laughs> that was that, that was the one where the two former students um, helped solve the crime, right? I'm scared of nuns anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> what about Whoopi Goldberg no, and Sister no, Rack? She was a well, fake but- nun. It's okay. <laughs> Well, a nun was the victim in this case, sadly. And it was also so interesting how they solved it in terms of… What is this? Um, The, f- the forensics that went into mm-hmm. it. Like when she was killed or how… Uh, this is graphic. We should have mm-hmm. put a really graphic… Uh, <laughs> we should have put like is. a warning with how graphic this episode is going to be. Like they even analyzed like how the insects were on her decomposing body mm-hmm. to help solve the crime. That's just like, malalang. Interesting. But it was just so angering how the Catholic Church didn't do anything about it. Yep. Or, or worse, worse, no, they tried to cover it up. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. In fact, so that, like, even worse. after the documentary came out, like um, the, the, the church down there in Baltimore, they were still denying it. They put up a whole FAQ on their website saying that any claims that there was knowledge of the abuse 
prior to the 90s is a fabrication. They're saying nobody knew. It was all oh, that's horrible. How could we have known? That's horrible. Well, Wasn't there a movie about that? Um, the one with Dustin Seymour Hoffman? What? And Viola Davis. Was it Dustin Seymour Hoffman? Uh, they, they were playing about... You mean uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, Dustin sorry. Hoffman had a baby? <laughs> <laughs> Oh I my god. That, there, that is a crime. To say something. Captain mistake, Hook and yes. the bad guy from Mission Impossible. No, Captain Hook Philip. and Capote had a baby. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I saw his eyebrow raised. I was like, wait, what? To say something. I wasn't sure. And then he said it again. I'm like, no, I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your eyebrows, dude. I was I'm just sorry. like, oh, he's going to say something. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, oh, wait, it's Anjo okay. sad now. Anjo sad. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. wait, sorry. I'm trying to find out what that's It's okay. Misha said Steve Evans today. It's fine. I know. Who the hell yeah. is Steve Evans? I don't want to Google it. It's Steve. Who is Steve? Oh, yeah. Close come here. Guy owes me 12 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Anjo, you done Googling? Yeah, like, where are you I, going with this? <laughs> you done Googling? No, because it's it's about priests and sexual abuse also. And then there was a whistle. Well, I don't want to see what your algorithm looks like if that's what you're Googling. <laughs> I am on IMDB. Oh, that makes it better? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that's a way to get around it. <laughs> you search the actors instead of like, hmm, movie I, with Catholic yeah. priests. Wait, American Murder. That's what the turtle, the title of that other one turtle. was. The turtle! Huh? That's what turtle. the turtle. The turtle? Yeah, that's a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say that. Okay. Antagal! <laughs> <laughs> never mind, never mind. Moving on. Moving on. Okay, Um. what else? Ooh, okay, I want to get to uh, the Ted Bundy tapes. Oh, good that God. was also really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you hear the interviews, right? Of that, the criminal that profiler. That was chilling. Well, of course, we know Ted Bundy is one of the most notorious serial killers in the U.S. ever. And it just like shows… It's in the documentary, he's, his quote-unquote confession tapes. They're not really confession tapes. They're more like, hmm, if I did this… Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, like that, OJ. Like that <laughs> book like of OJ, OJ. exactly. <laughs> if I, if did, I did it, it, I would do it like this. <laughs> I'm like, what a douche. <laughs> Oh but yeah, they, it consisted of his interviews and everything, which made it a lot more creepy. And of mm-hmm. course, it narrated I what think, happened I and how I, he escaped twice. <laughs> I, I think I asked this like in like one of our first episodes, all of which are available on Spotify and wherever oh podcasts are found. But <laughs> I think we talked about what we, were, what we were binging at the time. And yeah. I asked the question, I mean, again, no judgments to anyone, but... One of the reasons that people say that Bundy was so successful at killing people and getting people's trust and confidence is because he was good looking. Yeah, he's Zac Efron. (laughs) In the movie, he's Zac Efron. Speaking of that movie, that movie was just meh. I know. Yeah, I was so disappointed after the tapes. I just watched it a couple of nights ago and (laughs) I was so distracted. I was just like, so, oh, this has a good cast though. It had Zac Efron. Lily Lily Collins Collins was great. John Mm -hmm. Malkovich was the judge at the trial. Lily Collins was great, but then you know, I still fell asleep watching that movie. It was not a good they, movie. Lily Joel Osment still looks like a baby. I know. Just with like, a beard. <laughs> an overinflated baby, but you he's know. so cute. 
But anyway, yeah, that but, movie was that was okay. Yeah, let's get to that movie. It I see what it was trying to do, making it in the point of view of the girl or the ex fiance of Ted Bundy. But it it started off okay. You can mm. see how charm quote unquote charming he was to her, and then at the middle it goes like. In the movie, sure, but again, like in real life, I, I again I asked this in a previous episode. I think honestly, like the real dude, was he good looking enough that you would risk getting murdered by him? Well, maybe at the time he was. Like me, we'll see if maybe <laughs> if time. I was born. I remember shout out to my cousin Joanna. She, <laughs> she was like feeling ko, feeling ko talaga if I were if well I think she was saying in Zac Efron context. No, never mind. Scratch that. She was saying it in Zac Efron context. Yeah, exactly. After she saw the movie. Like, huh? But if Ted maybe, Bundy really looked looked like that, yep, I'd be a victim. Yeah, you'll be dead. But I think that's why they cast Zac Efron because oh, they wanted to cast the idea of Ted Bundy, not someone who actually looked like him. I don't think Zac Efron necessarily got his quote-unquote charm though. Yeah. Because he appeared a lot more charismatic in this documentary. That is true. So maybe that's… Yeah, that's how he did it. He, it was more charm than actual, you know, looks. And he also had this uncanny ability to look so different when he would change his hair, when he would shave, when we Didn't would, he, he would have like a couple of hair. times? That's yes, why. he did. So, you know, they had to find him… They had a hard time finding him again when he would mm-hmm. escape because of yeah. that uncanny ability. Oh, Ted Bundy. Good God. Yeah, but that movie was sad. <laughs> it wasn't… It wasn't… It was boring. I don't know. TBH. But so… So if you want to know about Ted Bundy, just watch the docuseries instead and not the Zac Efron movie. You can try watching the Zac Efron movie. You can try. It's just coming after the tapes. It's really a big letdown. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm just glad I caught that movie before the tapes. Oh, good for you. <laughs> before watching the tapes. So I was happy. You know, um, it's kind of like watching Soul after watching Wonder Woman 84. That was on <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that movie, nah, don't recommend it. Just Which watch one? The tapes Wonder Woman instead. 84 or Zac Efron? That too. Yeah. <laughs> Both. <laughs> I, uh, a serial killer movie that I did like was Zodiac. Yeah! Yes, that I was, was freaking to, brilliant. That was I was, good. I was waiting so long. I was waiting to mention this, but it is oh my god! He, I need to rewatch that. This movie that is movie. why I love David Fincher so much. He is yeah. so good at this true crime stuff. Mm-hmm. He did mm-hmm. Seven, which was also really I good. I love that's seven. seven. One, that's another one. Seven probably is my favorite. Basically, Seven is like they're trying to catch the serial killer who's killing according to the Seven. Zodiac, Zodiac, Deadly Right. Yeah. So, so that's what David Fincher did first, mm-hmm. which led him to Zodiac, which was so good. It was so long, but I didn't feel the. I did feel the length in terms of it was such a long, stressful process, and I it felt was, their fatigue. Mm-hmm. Yes, trying that, to solve that, it. I think that was what what he meant to do was because that case was just so tiring. It was so long. Parang the audience feeling that is probably what Fincher was. You know what, what he meant to do all along. Parang, yeah, you should feel weird. You should feel tired after watching this movie because you have to go through what these detectives are going through. Yeah, and um, I think it's one of the most historically accurate um, films about an actual serial killer. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they they 
they did take creative liberties in like maybe the personal lives of the, they did. They the, did. the people like Jake Gyllenhaal's life and everything. But most of it was true. It yeah. was it was the it was accurate AF. The the thing about like that Zodiac killer who um who terrorized California for years and years, apparently, right? Because he was so infamous, right? Like People were writing stories. They were writing songs about him. They're like the first Dirty Harry movie Dirty was Harry, roughly yeah. based on that case. And it was also in Zodiac. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It like there was a part where like Mark Ruffalo was watching that movie, and he was like, "Man, this this case hasn't been solved for so long. There's already a fucking movie about exactly. it." Exactly. It's a great movie, by the way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is the Netflix. Which one? Zodiac. Zodiac, Zodiac on Netflix. No, nope. I honestly don't know. It's not. Oh damn. Oh. I gotta rewatch that movie. It's so exhausting, but so good. So seven. damn good. Yeah. Well, seven. Well, it's not. Is it? Yeah. Two, uh, two, two, seven was like, in the box. <laughs> seven was like one of the first movies that messed me up. I'm just like, <laughs> holy crap! I didn't that, know movies could do this. I think I was. I, I think I was 13 years old when I saw that. You know. Mm-hmm. And when I it, saw that, so I was like, up. what the fuck am I watching? But you couldn't stop watching. That's what was yeah. so cool about it. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of the first, one of the few movies that made me really, you know, want to be a filmmaker at that time. But I really wanted to, to, to write stories. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> the box of donuts, dude. <laughs> so... Oh, um, if you if you guys haven't seen Seven, uh, I think we mentioned it earlier. It's about a serial killer who kills people based on the seven deadly sins. Um, plus points to anyone anyone who can name all those sins. <laughs> it's got it, it's, you should you commit all of them, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> but the- like you know, it's like. This one's got everything <laughs> for a Fincher movie that you want to see. Messed up imagery, broken characters, co- constant rainfall for some reason. Oh yeah, <laughs> drama. So much gore. But you know what I liked about that movie was that the how how in the marketing they never announced or in in any of the billings they never they never even credited who the serial killer was. That's true. You only find out if you watch the movie who the serial killer was. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Was, I didn't know this market. No, they never they yeah, never said true. Kevin Spacey was going to be in that movie ever until you saw it. It's like, holy shit, it's Kevin Spacey. He's the serial killer. Can we well, spoil a 23-year-old movie? Yeah, I guess we could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, word of caution too. If you want to avoid watching movies with sex offenders, well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that, He's in it. You know what? I hate him for that, honestly. Because like, yeah. you can't take him out of that movie. He helps make that movie, but you also can't remove it from the back of your head that he did what he did. That he was busy violating, you know, yeah. Mark from Rent as a child. Mark from Rent, yes, he did. <laughs> right? That was Mark from Rent. <laughs> you know, that, that's just horrible. I know, it sucks. American Beauty. American Beauty. And House and, of uh, Cards. Uh-huh. And The Usual Suspects. Come now, on. Don't, don't get me wrong. I want to be one of those people who says I can completely divorce the artwork from the artist. But it's kind of hard. Especially since the character he's playing is also a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, it's also like when I hear an R. Kelly song out of out of the blue and it's like, ah, oh. And you believe you can fly. <laughs> or like, oh, yeah. Rem- right. I, I would love, like my body's bouncing to the beat of and then Ignition Remix but and then, then my like, face oh, is no. like, mm-hmm. He married Rihanna. No, no. no. Uh, what's her name? Ah, what? He didn't that's marry Rihanna. man. That's, he that's married uh, oh, wait, wait, sorry, Aaliyah he marry when she was 14. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. That, that was so messed up. 
That was yeah. very nasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to, On to more back wholesome to things like serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> more like, wholesome what? than R. Kelly. Okay. Serial killers. One, one, one serial killer movie or one serial killer biopic that I really liked was directed by Patty Jenkins. I believe it was her first feature. Wonder film. Woman 84. It was a complete character assassination. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that. No, it was her first feature film. And I think it was nominated for an Oscar too. Uh, yeah. It was Monster starring uh, starring Oh Charlize man, that was brilliant! Yes, that oh and the one where she had the one where she had to have prosthetics done to look ugly. I know, she, right? Yeah, she gained weight for that movie. She she played Eileen Warnos, the prostitute turned serial killer, because she was mm-hmm. just mad, you know, like mad, mad at you know, mad, mad at the world because of the circumstances she was in. She had to be a prostitute. She was physically and sexually abused as a child. I guess that's how she lashed out. She she baited men, you know, and then she she would kill them. Like one of the, like I think that 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 was a really good character piece for for that that Patty Jenkins did. Um, you know how you would kind of empathize or relate to Eileen Wuornos at some point, and then she, wasn't she like the first female serial killer to ever? Be convicted. I'm not sure. That's why she was so pretty that, famous. Mm-hmm. Or pretty at least the famous. first one that got publicized, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. But that that movie was a really good character study. It um, was. It let Charlize Theron be something other than, you know, just a pretty face, which is something yeah. I appreciate in the way mm-hmm. that she's always chosen her roles. Yeah. Yeah, but, but now she always kicks ass in her roles. It's like, I'm not comedy. complaining. I'm not complaining yeah. either. <laughs> like, same here. She, same here. She's great. <laughs> At least she's already done that to prove herself as an actress. And then she can do whatever the fuck exactly. she wants afterwards. Yes. She you can know. just earn paychecks now. She can like have Liam fucking Neeson. dreadlocks yes. on, on Fast and Furious. And I wouldn't care anymore. <laughs> yes. and after seeing Monster, it's like, okay, fine. <laughs> was she cars, can do whatever she wants. Cars outrunning a nuclear submarine on ice. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. On ice. <laughs> to be fair. The movie she's chosen are better after her Oscar nod than Halle Berry. Oh, yeah. Ha- oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, like, Halle Berry's career did not, it did, you know, did not go to the places where I thought it would go after Catwoman. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, it's either when she was nominated or when she won. She was in the middle of shooting Die Another Day, which is legendarily one of the worst James Bond movies. Mm. And it just went downhill from there. The most high-profile thing that Halle Berry has done in the last 15 years John is Wick. John Wick 3, honestly. Right. And, and look, I don't look, it's always nice seeing her, honestly. I just wish she'd pick better movies. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Charlize Theron, though, has a penchant for choosing blockbuster hits, regardless of critical acclaim. <laughs> I did not like, like The Astronaut's Wife. I didn't see that. I, I didn't see that. That's the one where Johnny Depp is an astronaut. He comes oh! back from space. Yes. And yeah. there's something wrong with him. But nobody believes the wife. I remember that movie. I still, did like, not, it's not I still chose not to watch that. He, she's like, but I am. <laughs> but I am. <laughs> well, he didn't sound like Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm oh, Astronaut's wife. Hey guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi, not, okay, not not even I mean like so going back to Boston, it wasn't just um Charlize Theron, even Christina Ritchie was good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like they they both sold their parts. They they I guess they did their research really well mm-hmm. on who their characters were. And it, it gave the audience um, you know, like a chance to see what it was like living as somebody on the run or somebody who was so angry she had to kill people. 
Okay, here's a question I want to raise to you guys about knowing the background of like all these seri- serial killers, all these traumas. Isn't it messed up when you find out that they had, they probably had terrible childhoods, they were probably abused, and you feel that itty bitty tiny feeling of sympathy or like, you know, understanding them a little bit. But at the same time, it's like, it's such conflicting emotions to know that background. Because at the same time, you see them capable of doing these horrible, horrible things to other people. Probably even worse than what was did to them. So how does that feel to you? I think the scarier <laughs> ones are the, stuff the like scarier that. ones are the ones who had like regular childhoods. The ones who were never abused. Yeah. Because you, you know, I mean like, you know like some trauma will affect you a person in some mm. way in that but then if that came out of nowhere like if he grew up in a normal you know in a suburban neighborhood mm-hmm. without any trauma you know he just really liked killing small animals as a child or starting fires as a child then that, that's really fucked up like something's wrong with this person that's insane and it's also I don't know is it a sign of the times that um, that people be just driven to such an extreme again because I can't relate future audiences in a court of law, <laughs> I cannot relate. <laughs> I guess we're just thankful that we are not experiencing that or we can't imagine doing that. Because it has because one, it hasn't been done to us, so we won't transfer that pain and trauma to other people. And also, I guess we have our minds in the right place. Because like I, I understand some of these are also victims of mental disabilities or mental... Uh, health issues. Yeah. Our so, minds are in the right place. I don't think so, anyone's ever said that <laughs> on this show. <laughs> okay. I mean, considering we, we haven't killed any people, I think we're okay. <laughs> that we know of. As long as you have a good support system and you're totally honest with the people you're with and yourself, I guess you're okay. <laughs> I don't like that evil laugh you just did. No, yeah. that was a I'm not a killer laugh. Yeah, but anyway, um, so the, we most of the the past what past few minutes we've been talking about like real people. Do we talk about like our favorite fictional serial killers? Fictional serial killers, like Seven. We did talk about Seven. It's a work of fiction. I can't. Was he, was he was, just named John Doe in that movie? I think so. Because I don't think well, they gave him a real name. Well, it's one of my favorite movies, but not necessarily the kill, serial killer himself. Yeah. That was more about the crime and what, yeah. what Brad Pitt's character had to go through. Oh. What's in the box? <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I think this Brad is the food. only movie where Brad Pitt's not eating in every scene. Well, well no, there was Fight Club. Keep eating? That's true. He had to there take his shirt Club. off a lot in Fight Club. So he mm. couldn't eat. I like be Fight Club. Fight in that cool. context, I like that. <laughs> oh. No, but okay. I no, think in, was, in all contexts, though, but think, that shirtless Brad Pitt is a plus. <laughs> I, I think MJ brought this up. Like, she enjoyed, I think MJ brought this up in a separate conver- conversation where she enjoyed um, the Lovely Bones. Oh, yeah, I did. But it's not serial killer centered. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, what I would sad. call an enjoyable movie. It's not, but I just no. really enjoyed, not, okay, enjoyed is the wrong word, but I liked how it was from the point of view of the victim, sort yes. of. So that's what made it refreshing. It doesn't glorify the serial killer. It doesn't really focus on why he's like this or, you know, how he does what he does, how he murders people. But it's really just the point of view of the dead girl. It's totally fictional. 
and there's no way to know how these victims can feel or because yeah, you know it makes you, you want can't. to kill Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Hey, Stanley but, Tucci is amazing. Tucci, I he love is Stanley so Tucci. versatile. He's incredible. Amazing. He's that one actor you would love or hate depending on who or what he's playing. And he can play gay and he can play straight. He can anything. You'd still believe him. It's not yeah, like, like one of those actors na parang, mm, I don't He was drunk you. Merlin at the beginning of Transformers 5. <laughs> Which was fun. No, and, and, and no it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, from a guy who can play that loving, snarky, sarcastic dad Stanley in Tucci. ECA to the guy who can play... Oh, yes. He's that, the dad in right? ECA. I love him. That's I want right. him, I wanted such him a to be my character. dad in ECA. You're such a lovable character in ECA, right? Yeah, and he, he he's so creepy and lovely bones. Like, oh my God. I know, you're yeah. so evil. Yeah. Didn't he keep records of his victims? Yep. Or, or like the, the newspaper clippings or something? Yeah, this is another messed up thing about serial killers. Some of them like want to have a token from their murders. <laughs> Shoot. That's, that's now, now, now I got to thinking about what MJ said earlier about yeah. how we start thinking like, it's it's related to what you said earlier about how, how you start to sympathize or empathize with these killers. The more you learn about them, their backstories and all that. But I think what's worse than that, that's worse than empathizing with them, is like hoping they'll get away with it. In the fictional context, in the fictional, when it comes to <laughs> fictional killers. So in a good movie, save, Nisha. Good save. You kind so of relieved. want them to get away with it. Like, okay, for like, example, who do you mean? Hannibal Lecter. Oh like, yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I mean I don't know why I feel that. I know it's so wrong, but sometimes you just root for Hannibal Lecter. Exactly. When he got away, it's like, yes. I'm so glad he wore that man's face. I, I don't know. I was more I was rooting for Clarice the whole time. It's like, catch this dude. This dude is fucked up. He killed people. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Look, at, look at Anjo being the better person. I yeah. know, right? <laughs> I guess I'll be eliminated soon. <laughs> <laughs> the process of. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. na purple. Ako lang nakadilaw. You're also in purple. You have purple lining. You have gold and your, purple on. Those, those are your colors. Your fucking Lakers jersey. Yeah, oh I God. know, right? Look at you. <laughs> so, what, what are okay, you trying Hannibal to say? Lecter. <laughs> Let's go back to Hannibal Lecter. Okay, yes. Hannibal Lecter card, is the bad guy in The Silence of the Lambs starring Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Was he the bad guy? He was the good bad guy. Mm-hmm. He, he was the goodish, badish. He, he was there the was a bad guy. He was not he, the bad guy. The bad yeah. guy was Buffalo Bill. That's right. It puts lotion on its skin. Yes. <laughs> so, like, oh, Anthony, and by the way, Buffalo Bill was inspired by true life serial killer Ed Gein. Was it Ed Gein or John Wayne? Gein? Yeah, Ed Gein. Yeah. Ed Gein, because he had these Gein, like yeah. he'd, he'd skin his Space victims. Masks. He'd skin no, his victims yeah. and make make them into uh, masks, and uh, he would wear he would basically wear his victims. Yes, it yep. was Ed Gaines. Yep. Why do we know this? Because we've been <laughs> watching too much Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Hannibal Lecter for for the most part he's in captivity, mm-hmm. but he helps Clarice Starling, this uh, newbie agent, mm-hmm. help solve a crime, and he basically tells her how messed up serial killers think. And he helps her that way. But later he gets away and also wrecks havoc. But <laughs> yeah, that that iconic scene where he hangs that guard's corpse on the corner of his cage was like unforgettable. <laughs> that, that was awesome. Was, that that image, that image is forever ingrained in my head. Like, for uh, me, for oh, me. Or that was... shot where he's lis- listening to classical music and the, the camera just like lifts up to 
reveal yeah. the other dead guards in his cell while yeah. he's all it, bloody. Oh, that it, was an amazing shot. It's just sad how Hannibal didn't live up to its predecessor. The sequel was directed by Ridley Scott in yeah, 2000. I mean, like, it, it wasn't bad, but you know, Silence of the Lambs just Red something. Dragon was okay. I liked it because it was well. Okay, it's Brett it was Ratner. Origin. It's Brett Ratner, right? So you don't expect much. But what I liked about it was he was clearly a fan of the first one of Silence of the Lambs. So he took the effort to rebuild the prison set. He took the effort to even cast the same guards, um, yeah. like over ten years after the fact. Everybody, they looked, everybody looked older, but you know. And, uh, they didn't CG the younger faces. But I thought Voldemort was a great bad guy in that movie. Voldemort. He, he was Yeah, he was kind of creepy in that movie. Yeah, but let's not let's also not get the Hannibal, the third one. It was garbage. Hannibal No, the, you know, no no no. Hannibal Rising? No. Hannibal that's that the fourth the one. That was a prequel. No, okay. The third one was Hannibal, right? Oh my god. Hannibal, no, no. Right? No. Hannibal, Hannibal, Hannibal was second. second. Red Dragon was the prequel. The prequel. The third no, I one. meant in or, sorry, in order of releasing. Because like Silence of the Lambs was released yeah. and then it was Red Dragon. Ha- and no, then, then no. it was Hannibal. Hannibal, oh, really? then Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh really? Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's huh. the one. Hannibal's the one where he made Ray Liotta eat his own brain. Oh yeah. Yep. That was so fucked up. And That's Gary Oldman was a dude without a face. Yeah, because he was the one who he made Gary Oldman slash his face off, right? Yeah, I think he by ate drugging Gary Oldman's him. Face. Yeah. Why do we like this guy again? <laughs> well, Anthony I Hopkins. I didn't like just, you guys liked him. You Anthony don't like Hopkins Anthony Hopkins? Just, What's wrong with you? He's just amazing, though. He's just so convincing. Anthony, yes, Anthony Hopkins is amazing. He is also in Transformers Five, Misha. Oh my god, <laughs> he was in Transformers Five with drunk Merlin Stanley Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of doing a movie for a paycheck, <laughs> but I I can't imagine Hannibal Lecter played by anyone else but uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Th- and, well, of course, Mads Mikkelsen in the TV series he's doing pretty good, but he in context of like too. the movie, like the yeah. old Hannibal Lecter, god damn it! Yeah. I didn't even bother to watch Hannibal Racing because I didn't need to watch another. Can I tell you what the story no. was? It was really shit. What's the story? The well, tragic backstory of Hannibal is that he had uh shoot no wait no I think I got it wrong. Did you fall asleep watching? No that movie? no 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 no. It's like he was like persecuted in Nazi times or something, and he may or may not have had to eat a guard to survive. Oh, or did he eat his sister? What? Or is that <laughs> David the Fire? Google please. Wait no. <laughs> Uh, Somebody was eaten in Nazi times, and this well, traumatized if, young Hannibal, and he lost the only person he cared about, who was his younger sister. Uh, yeah, I think he ate the guard. Mm-hmm. So every time Hannibal Lecter appears in a movie, somebody's gonna get eaten. So. No, duh, he's a cannibal. Army Hammer. Cannibal. <laughs> Army Hammer. Oh my god. Oh my god. Army <laughs> Hammer. <laughs> okay, what I really hated though, I didn't bother to watch Hannibal Rising, but Hannibal TV show. No, no, the the sequel the to sequel. Oh, the movie, of the right. Lamb, the Ridley movie. Scott with it Julianne so... Moore taking over for Jodie Foster. Okay. Yes. It's not that Julianne Moore didn't do a good job. It's just that I think it was how it was written that the characters did totally, totally things out of character. It sounds so redundant, but they did so many out of character things that it's just it's just disappointing. Like, oh, how this is how the legacy of Clarice Starling mm-hmm. ends nope. up. But oh, that, yeah. that's that's how it's, it is. In the book, I think Clarice was really, 
was it, really written to fall in love with Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, but it, to be fair, book, book a, or movie, that's just not book. how we wanted to go. True. Uh, that, that's yeah. why Jodie Foster refused to sign on. She mm-hmm. said Clarice would never do that. Yeah. Only trouble is Stephen Harris already wrote the shitty sequel book. So they had to do it that way. I just wish they didn't make it at all. Because... Thomas Harris, not Stephen. What am I with Steve's today? Steve. I don't know. I don't know why. Who is Steve? <laughs> I, I, I don't know who Steve I is. I know Steve the monkey from Cloudy. There's Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Oh, I thought um, you were doing like a bad Voltus 5 rend- reading of Steve. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. There's that too. Mm, my bad. But yeah, that was a really disappointing sequel to Silence of the Lambs. But yeah, at least I the mean, sequel like, was okay. No, because like, the first was... one was a Best Picture winner. And then the second one just... Bleh. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad, bad. It was. It just didn't live up to its predecessor. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but um, what, what's it called? Oh, shoot. Wait. Two <laughs> Wait, while you're while while you're thinking, can I also bring up like some? Well, we may or may not include this in the episode because Mm-mm. it's a little touchy. Yeah, just a little, just a little, um, a little reminder. But how do you feel? Because I really always thought Silence of the Lambs and at least Fine Red Dragon was okay. I mm-hmm. it was there. They were good crime movies. They were good mm-hmm. serial killer movies. But at the same time, I felt maybe it is, it's because it's 2021 and we're more aware of these things. But mm-hmm. did the villains really have to be trans and disabled? Ooh, that's fair. No, that, that's a fair, valid criticism because they said that this thing was a representation of transphobia at the time. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how to feel about that because, yeah, I mean, these were epic villains you can mm-hmm. say but at the same time it's like do they have did they have to be trans did they have to be disabled because um ralph Fiennes had this cleft lip well, and he was made fun of for this well, but at the same time it's like there are many perfectly not uh, not saying they're not normal but there are there are many people who aren't in the minority who are perfectly capable of doing these monstrous things but like do they have to be yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I but guess they have to be the villains in this case. I guess, it's I true. guess those those movies were like a product of its time or yeah. their time. Uh, parang disfigurement leads to bad guys. Or, like, I, I don't know. But, I mean, uh, it, MJ's right because, like, giving your bad guy a disfigurement or some kind of a distinguishing characteristic, whether it's a cleft lip or you know, uh, the trans thing, it's shorthand, you know, for audiences to dislike a person by definition. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, that it, it's a cheap trick, I admit. Mm-hmm. And But again, I a lot of that comes from the book that it's based on. Yeah. But you're but, right. They probably could have changed it. Yeah, but then, yeah. But then, you know, or maybe like I said again, it was a product of its their time. It's yeah. true. They were products of their time where people wouldn't, people were less vocal back then. Well, it was like, what was it? 1990, 1991? Wasn't Silence of the Lambs the 80s? No, No, it was like 1990 or 1991. And and, uh, remember, this is like a completely different landscape as far Mm -hmm. as representation went, as far as uh, minority representation, especially as like, far as inclusivity. Like, r- remember inclusivity was. The, that that courtroom drama of Tom Hanks as a gay lawyer, Philadelphia. That that was a big deal. Um, now you know that kind of a narrative. Um, that that's like your average episode of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it is really sign of the times. But I guess for audiences in 2021, if you do decide to watch Red Dragon or or Silence of the Lambs, just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. I guess. 
Because, yeah, it does come... When you watch it now, yeah, it does come off as Wait, ableist w- and transphobic. Wasn't Gary Wasn't Gary Oldman's character in Hannibal gay as well? He was? I think. I, if I remember correctly, I have to watch that movie again. I haven't <laughs> I just, seen it. Just, yeah. It just, I it, Yeah. I, or you can also, I guess, take it as a lesson in a way that... Because you do see these people, these villains being in their normal lives in a way, made fun of, abused, or, you know, ostracized, then right. just don't be shitty people. <laughs> yeah, don't you don't be have to become people. a serial killer. Or also that. Or but don't push don't... people towards it either. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to <laughs> Sorry, say. Sorry, so... I had to save myself when I realized what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> I am on the side of the victim. Yeah, yeah so like Arlene Wernos was, you know, a victim of circumstance. Yeah, so as as much as the deci- decision to kill is really at the hands of the person who kills, and it's their fault for killing, it's also like people around them to not be assholes to them because that causes them to be the monsters that they are too. That is true. So just be nice to people. Yes, mm-hmm. we should all be nicer to each other. Yeah. Whatever happened to Patty Jenkins after Monster? Well, she didn't do Wonder Woman. The she first did Wonder Woman one. That was fine. Yeah. Then she made a second one. God. Why are we back to Patty Jenkins? Because <laughs> oh, she directed uh, Monster. She directed Monster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, we're done I, with I, Monster. <laughs> oh, I know we're yeah. we're almost out of time, but I just want to throw this in because um, my crazy bread making friend in London recommended it, and it was just so messed up. Have you? Um, you, you know David Tennant, right? Yes. Um, Fantastic actor. He was he was in Doctor Who. He was in Harry Potter and whatnot. He here he played. There's a he's got a mini series called Des D E S. It's about the most notorious serial killer in UK history. And can I just say he is freaking scary in this one. Ooh. It's just like three episodes, but you're like, what the hell did I just watch? And a- David. Tenet is fucking scary. He can do anything. He was scary in Jessica was, Jones. Exactly. I was going to build up to that. But he was so lovable as Doctor Who, so I was confused. <laughs> but it, He's it, like Stanley Tucci. It's a payun. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but it also because like a couple of years earlier, he did um, Broadchurch, where he was a cop trying to solve a murder with Olivia Coleman. They were, they were both police officers. And, you know, so like you can be the good guy and you can be the bad guy and be equally effective in both. And that, that's pretty good. Cool. Love that. Okay, I'll check it out. But oh, yes, if, if you have yes. a chance, if you have a D-E-S. chance, please check it out. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh Noted. my goodness. Why, so, we, this- we gotta we gotta start watching like more wholesome things, guys. <laughs> As we, if we, we haven't incriminated ourselves enough. We did an episode in Seoul. I'm the Fine. nice one. And I guess Wonder Woman 84 was kind of wholesome. <laughs> the least wholesome part about that thing is actually voicing out our opinions because, you know, a lot of cuss words came out. Hey, no, <laughs> it was rapey, remember? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of was rapey. <laughs> uh, okay. So, that I guess we've given enough suggestions on what you do want, might want to check out if you are in for a true crime binge. Mm-hmm. Fictional or well, maybe fictional or non-fictional. We've mentioned we highly recommend Zodiac mm-hmm. and at least Seven. Silence of the Lambs. Maybe Red Dragon a little bit. Maybe. Just approach with caution. Ooh. We have Monster is also good. Yeah. Uh, Seven. 
the, the lovely Seven. Bones. Seven is great. Especially uh-huh. when you consider that uh, Fincher almost quit Hollywood because he had such a bad, bad experience on his first movie. He directed Ooh. Alien 3 and the yeah. studio was up his ass for the whole thing. So it took him years before he was able to do Seven because he really yep. didn't want anything to do with studios anymore. Hey, but you know, one thing I love about Fincher and him making Zodiac, mm-hmm. can you believe that when he was a kid, he was actually part… He was actually warmed. It was happening when he was a kid, the whole Zodiac killer thing. Jeez. And he remembers his dad saying like, oh yeah, there's a serial killer out there. And he was a kid riding a school bus. And remember like the Zodiac killer's threat of like right. blowing up a school bus or something? That's how Dirty so- Harry ended. Hijacked the <laughs> school bus. But anyways. <laughs> so yeah, I love like David Fincher himself was kind of obsessed with Zo- the Zodiac yeah, killer. And imagine. he made this amazing movie. I just had a horrible oh, thought. And did, and did you know that? Sorry, going back to Zodiac. This is random news, but People in 2020 were able to crack a cipher. That's right. From the yes, Zodiac yes, yes, yes. That, that was, was like recent. recent. Yeah, that, that was, was 2020, last year. So mm-hmm. it's amazing. Like, Shit, 2020 was last year. I like feels like we're still in it. <laughs> well, that's true. Can but you yeah, imagine? Amazing. Yeah, it, took them, it, it took them that long in yeah. social media to, to crack right. a cipher, and mm-hmm. it revealed that. The, the the guy who called into the TV show was not him. Was not yeah, the Zodiac killer. Mm-hmm. Oh, and another interesting thing to watch is um, you know you know how we're also interested about the psyche of a serial killer. You know, there was this one TV show on Netflix that delved into the development of criminal <gasps> profiling. There we oh, go. Man. Also, a David Finch. Oh, I love David Finch. Mind so Hunters. Much. Man, that guy's I got love issues, huh? David Fincher so <laughs> much. I mean, like. Much of David Fincher's work, his main character, main characters all have issues. Like the Mindhunter, what's his name, Jonathan Groff's character, mm-hmm. House of Cards, mm-hmm. House of Cards. Like, what, what does Jonathan Groff have? Like, he's like this OCD type guy. Did he have OCD? not? Oh, not OCD, but you know, like there was something about his character I found really annoying. But I think the highlight of Mindhunter was the casting of the actual serial killers that the Mindhunters yes. had. They to were yes. ridiculously yes. accurate. There was no Zac Efron here. They did Not, John Wayne Gacy. I think they did Ted Bundy. They did Charles Manson, didn't they? Ed, Edmund, Ke- Edmund Kemper sounded exactly yes. like him. Is and, Edmund well, Kemper the BTK killer? No. 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 I, I, think I think so. they, they kind of like opened with BTK. They kind of revealed that Mindhunter was gonna get to BTK, but he wasn't yeah, yeah. interviewed yet. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there you true. go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so this was a story about um, the beginnings of criminal profiling, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because before it was a thing. thing. Yeah, I love. Well, Mindhunter fu- also definitely recommend. But well, when are they gonna continue shooting it? God damn it! I, I know. Fincher but says you know, he'll get around to it, it when he gets around to it. Ugh. Oh well. Well, look, uh, it took them like two years to do a second season. But yes, <laughs> and so Mindhunters is so good. Like even if the pacing was slow, no, it was good. I, I, I liked, was okay with yeah, the pacing. Yeah, I was okay with that. It helps. I found the mood. I, f- I found I found the pacing a bit slow in the beginning. Oh, but and then after the first couple of episodes, it's like okay. But the highlight of this is how they interviewed these serial yeah. killers. It's uh, it's creepy how these uh, casting actually. Is the I heard of that oh. the guys playing the serial killers they were kind of happy that you know their storylines were essentially ended because like they mm-hmm. didn't want to continue anymore because it was just too much. Yeah. yeah. They have to put Who'd... themselves in that mind space in that I know. Space, yeah. In that mind to be hunted. I'm <laughs> 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 sorry. You're yeah, so but... funny Misha. So funny. <laughs> <sighs> Why God. are you Joko's mom now? <laughs> I don't know but you're not Joseph. <laughs> 
Ooh, okay, one last, mm. one last, I promise. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was an interesting spin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, actually I was thinking, awesome. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about this. Is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood a true crime movie or is it like when, when, fantasy look, when I knew When I knew that Harley Quinn was playing Sharon Tate, I was like, oh, this can only end one way. It yep, did not and, end that way. <laughs> right? <laughs> when I found out, when I, when, I, when, I, when I found out that I was telling my wife when you were watching, oh, you know that she dies, right? You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. They're hanging out with Charles Manson. Oh my God. This is going to be messed up. <laughs> it was messed up. Just not in the way we thought. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, uh, I guess, a reimagining if things didn't go terrible, terribly bad. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting take, I guess, but it is based on true characters. It's a good reimagining if the neighbor had a handyman slash best friend slash driver <laughs> present. <laughs> you know? Slash stunt double. And oh these fanatics God. and these fanatics go into the wrong house. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say this one, right? In this case, I was totally on the killer side when he had that flamethrower. Mm. You were? <laughs> you were? I was like, yes. I wish this happened in real life. Yeah, poor Sharon Tate. Stuntman slash driver slash best friend of Hollywood actor saves the day. I'm talking saves about the, the Hollywood actor because he was the killer with the flamethrower. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, you thought I was Charles Manson's side? What is wrong with you? <laughs> no! Oh, yeah, we, I would question anybody on Charles Manson's Trust. side. <laughs> yeah, but You'd it's probably hard to be it's, a hippie living in an old it's hard, film. It's hard, it's hard to ignore that these serial killers have a certain charm that attracts you know attracts people. Like, have you guys seen that that new docu series about um, the Night, Night Hunter. Stalker? Night Stalker, the Night Stalker, Night Hunter, though. <laughs> okay, I, I just wanted to. I just wanted to. Um, <laughs> just wanted to like make a mistake then, because both of you did kanina. So, <laughs> charot. Naghang ako. Shit. She just gave us. She, she was just pity. She was giving us pity. Basically. You didn't <laughs> okay, miss much. Anyway, uh, uh, anyway um, yeah, Night Stalker. He, I, well, I don't know about you. Well, if Misha asked earlier if I found Ted Bundy attractive, I do not find Richard Ramirez <laughs> attractive at all. Guy, but charming. That guy, no, that guy was fucked he looked up. like a literal demon. Well, and his I victims, don't know. Anjo was saying something about and his charming. His said that he smelled. That's like the mm. worst. I don't know. He smelled There's bad. Nothing worse. But he's than been so popular in pop killer. culture that they used the character in um, American Horror Story, 1984. Uh, right. But this is also the messed up. Like Ted Bundy, Richard Ramirez, they all get fangirls. Yeah, who like sympathize up. with them and fall in love with them and send them nudies to jail. Isn't that like the typical thing where they think they can fix them? Either they yeah. think they can fix them or or they get off on literally on the danger. Yeah. yeah Either if, or if they're not dead. Either or. Mm. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, let us know in the comments what <laughs> your favorite serial killer shows and or movies <laughs> are. <laughs> Let us know, and uh, maybe we can cover one of those in a future episode. This has been a very, very uh, gory episode of Subo Incriminating. <laughs> Incriminating episode of Subo Tours. We sincerely Wait, I hope. Refuse, I refuse to end this without incriminating Anjo in any way. This is not fair. How can we incriminate Anjo? <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out maybe in the next episode. We will. Maybe you guys know who to fear now. <laughs> 
Can't we, uh, well, at least out of the three of us, we know who's going to get killed first. <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> there we go. Now that's it. Uh, uh, Are you talking about me? Am I going to get killed first? No, Angel. <laughs> oh, thank God. I mean, oh, t- t- oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, follow us on Facebook. We have a group, Saboteurs. We like movies. Uh, we also have a page, Saboteurs, uh, where you can catch our latest episodes. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. This is a Big Baby Studios production. And we'll see you next week. I'm Misha. I'm MJ. I'm MJ. <laughs> and I'm Anja. Are you sure? Are you sure this time? <laughs> I hate these online recordings. We'll see you all next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Wink, wink. Ah! It puts the lotion on its skin. <laughs> what is a box? What's in the box, my love for <laughs> David <God>. Fincher? <laughs> 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 <laughs>